On today's episode, we're going to talk about mentors, building a business, and beef tacos. Let's go! Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of The Blind Entrepreneur. I'm your host, Jonathan Grzbowski, and today I have with me Rivers Evans. He is the founder of Agency Team. Agency Team gives software development and design agencies on-demand access to talented remote developers from around the world. Each developer integrates directly into your team and works as an extension of your own brand. This is a guy that I talked to a long time ago, and, and we bounce ideas off each other, so I'm so honored to have him on the show today. Rivers, how is your day going, my friend? It's going pretty well so far. Uh, got up early. I was interviewing a bunch of developers over in um, Eastern Europe, so I think we got some good ones in there, so I'm pretty excited. Very cool, man. Well, before we begin, we have to start the podcast off the exact same way we do every single time, and that is with an icebreaker. So imagine you just had the absolute best day of your life. All right. Where are you going to eat and what are you eating in order to make your day complete? Ooh, um, I don't have it every day, but uh, Mexican food. All right. <laughs> yeah, um, there's, a, there's a couple of restaurants around here that I really love, and um, I would probably just take my wife with me. <laughs> nice. And what are you? Uh, what are you ordering? What are you? What are you e eating uh, at the at the Mexican joint? Well, there's this place called Santi's, and I really love their tacos. Okay. So. <laughs> are you like an al pastor chicken type of guy? No, I'm not really. Uh, no, I just love their beef tacos. <laughs> okay, so you're going beef tacos. All right, I respect that. And that sounds that. that sounds pretty pretty plain for somebody who likes Mexican a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's your your palate. So it, whatever it is that that you gotta eat in order to feel feel fulfilled. Um, but Rivers, thank you so much for for answering that question. Uh, if you could do me a favor and and answer the first real question, which is tell us about yourself. Who are you, and what is your story? Okay. Um, I have been in sales and marketing for about eight years now since I got out of college and um, started <laughs> started out in uh, spring of 2009 in the financial collapse, um, which was uh, anybody that was around then knew how tough it was getting a job or, or making money. And um, kind of worked my way through uh, actually selling apartment buildings and commercial real estate for a, a while. And then built a couple of companies with um, some some friends of mine until um, I joined uh, another startup, which was a high-growth venture-backed startup um, based out of San Francisco. And um, I've been tinkering with projects on the side until I launched this about a couple months ago and not looking back. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's such an, an awesome concept. So if you could just tell us a little bit more about Agency Team. What does it do? How does it help people? Sure. Um, well, I think one of the, there's a big gap in the market right now for agencies. They're, they're having a tough time finding uh, talented developers, whether it's locally or abroad. Um, one of the issues is that they face uh, frequently is they're going to places like uh, you know, large marketplaces where it's tough to assess their true skill set, or they're going through more specialized headhunters that are very expensive and don't work within their operating margins, uh, because you know they they always have to have some type of margin to remain profitable. Another issue is they 
can't, they have this chicken and egg situation. They can't go out and get a client unless they have the talent. But then um, it's very difficult to find the talent if you get the client up front. So uh, you, you've got maybe like a one to two week window to really find them quick. So that's what we're solving for them. We're, we're building up a funnel of, of highly skilled developers that are flexible. They can work, you know, hourly, part time or full time on these projects, you know, anywhere from, you know, a week up to several months. And, and so, um, I mean, based off of your experience, uh, you know, I, I know that we talked personally, but, you know, let's talk about some of the initial struggles that you had when starting this organization. Um, you know, what were, what was that like building this going from what you did before to what you're doing now? Um, I guess the struggle would be realizing that, well, first of all, the past few companies I've worked at, starting this company would be a conflict of interest. So I had to make a decision, you know, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to have to build up some income doing some sales consulting on the side first and then make the plunge and make the decision to go after this, get a core group of clients and then figure out the manual uh, processes behind building up this network. So for me, it's not like something I could, the struggle was, it's not like something I could do as a side project at my current employer. Um, it, it was something you really just had to take a dive and, and hope for the best that you were going to be able to make it happen. Yeah, no, and, and that makes a lot of sense. Um, you know, I guess going through this process as a you know, quote-unquote startup, um, something that is really important is, is either just creating, creating a really good product and then getting people to buy into the idea. So I guess, like, what is your specific role? What are you focusing on now based off of, uh, you know, it, within your current situation? Um, right now I'm doing everything. <laughs> um, I'm currently looking for a technical co-founder to, to hop on board and help with uh, screening, matching, and uh, doing product and software development. But I'm doing all of that as well as any sales and marketing um, or operations. So, uh, yeah. Well, what has worked? I mean, is there anything in particular that has worked really well so far in order for you to get, um, you know, some clients to get like a base? Because you have to have some sure. type of microphone in order to get the people that you're looking to uh, to work with. Right. So we don't have what I would call a product market fit in terms of the platform that we're building because we're in that alpha stage of actually building it. I'm doing it myself at this point. And um, so we haven't gone out wide in terms of marketing or advertising. But what we are doing is we're speaking, and I say we, I am working with um, another guy who's helping me out uh, part-time. We're speaking with folks strictly in my network or other people's extended networks at this point. We're offering uh, you know, a referral fee for anybody that, brings us a customer and virtually anybody that I know in who's worked at a startup or who works with other startups, they all know an agency somehow. So that hasn't been an issue hunting down leads or introductions. Mm. No, that's really good. Um, you know, I want to learn a little bit more about just your, the, the, why you're doing what, with what you're doing in your career. Um, have you always been entrepreneurial? It sounds as if that you worked for other people in the past. Um, mm -hmm. and then now you're doing your own thing. Was there like a boiling point where you're just like, you know what? I gotta take that leap. I gotta do it. Well, for the first four years, um, 
professionally, yes, because I was self-employed. I was doing hunter-gathering, um, so to speak. I was going out there and I was uh, eating everything I killed um, in terms of closing deals. So that mentality, um, you know, working my way up from, you know, selling a, a three hundred thousand dollar piece of real estate all the way up to a twenty-two million dollar apartment complex, and then starting a couple of companies that eventually didn't work out. Um, I don't think there was too much of a bridge to gap in terms of the mentality. And was there anything from real estate that you've learned that you're kind of taking with you along this journey besides that just hunger and desire to like, you know, eat, eat what you kill? Um, one of the things that I actually took away really well from real estate was financial analysis uh, in order to work with investors, um, REITs and uh, regional developers. I had to crunch some serious numbers and do financial analysis frequently. Um, so that actually geared me up for you know learning the ins and outs of making profitable deals for others and for myself. Um, so I took that away really well. Also staying very disciplined and on top of uh, opportunities. And, uh, and then I guess that one of the most important things you kind of take away from working um, in commercial real estate, even though it's completely unrelated to tech, uh, is you lose that fear of rejection really quickly. Um, you won't survive more than a year without uh, losing that fear of rejection. So, can you expand on that a little bit more? I mean, how? What is that? You're fear cold of calling everybody. Like? Yeah, <laughs> you're you're cold calling everybody. You're literally uh, driving onto properties, talking with people. You're literally, um, you know, going all over the southeast and and visiting people and, and holding. Um, multiple meetings a week. So you're going to get a lot of no's. You're going to get a lot of um, opportunities and deals that fall through. And you just pick up the pieces and you move on. And that's it. That's all you can do. Do you feel like hearing those no's initially um, in the beginning of your you know, quote unquote career has made you a stronger individual to with what you're doing now? Um. Maybe, I guess. I mean, I think everybody hates it, right? Because it sucks to hear no, especially over and over again because it really beats in your head. Um, I think, though, if you're kind of conditioned to it, yes. If I was doing something else where I didn't get that acceptance of rejection early on, um, it might be a difficult adjustment. Mm. Yeah, and that, and that makes a lot of sense. Um and, you know, I, I guess with your with your product, with your, I mean, would you call it a product? Would you call it a service? Uh, it's definitely a productized service. Yeah, <laughs> software <laughs> or is it software as a service? Uh, the business model kind of seems like SaaS, but it's definitely more. Clo it's closer to a service. Right. Yeah. Um. And and so, you know, I I say five years from now, right? Looking into the future, you have your crystal ball. Um, what would you say are some of your goals that you would like to achieve within that five-year time frame? I would just love to build a company where people want to come and work. Um, I don't know how we're going to get there. I don't know what that journey looks like yet. Um, I imagine a lot of it's going to be organic. Um, so that's one of my big goals. Um, I would be lying if I said I didn't want to make a, a wildly successful um, and profitable company. Uh, in terms of metrics, but um, really, I just I think that is paramount to me is building a great culture and team. Well, I mean, I'm just curious, like why why is that important to you? 
Well, uh, I'm, I really gravitate toward other people. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm very social, and um, I think as an entrepreneur or as somebody that you know works uh, as a contractor or a freelancer, whatever role you're in where you're not a full-time employee, um, it gets pretty lonely. It certainly can be anxiety-inducing. There's, there's, there's a higher... Uh, chance of depression and everything. Um, so for me, being social and being a part of a team is really important. And the people that I'm surrounded with is going to have a huge impact on my success and the success of others. Um, I actually learned that very early on because uh, while you know we were doing really well with sales, I was absolutely miserable because it's a two-man shop and everybody was twice my age. And I couldn't really relate with anybody. I wasn't at that life or, or stage yet in life um, and then joining other startups or starting companies and working with teams I really started to find a lot more happiness in my work mm. no and that's interesting um, you know like I guess giving do you feel as if that you're building a lot of that culture into what you're building already um, you know ie like now that you have Necess not necessarily people, but more so um, like a, an outsourced team that you're connecting with. Um, have you found yourself like adding that community element uh, into your product? We're certainly working on it. I mean, it's early and we do have a few core customers that are awesome. And um, I consider them, I, I've got a couple here that I consider I would love to clone and they're perfect in my mind. So, um, and when I speak with them on I speak with them on the level of a friend, almost like a team member, like we're an extension of their team. So yeah, I, I get that. And that's those are the type of customers we want. Um, I want the exact same thing out of the freelancers that work in our network, um, where I'm looking to have a relationship with as many of them as possible um, and to be able to trust them and to, to, you know, I guess we can read each other's minds about what's going to work or what's not going to work and be more efficient that way. Yeah, and and that's really interesting. Um, which which actually, you know, kind of like uh, changed the the i the topic a little bit. Um, but something that I found really important is obviously building a community. But you won't be able to build a community or build any business at all unless you're constantly becoming and making yourself efficient. Um, to spend time on this community. So what are some habits that have helped you become more efficient throughout your day? Um, that's tough because I, when you say that, all I can think of is how I can become more efficient. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, we, could always, we could always grow, but there has to be some type of process that, that you're working on or that you're realizing in growing this that you could always either perfect, um, but maybe there's something that we can pull from in order to learn. Sure. Um, I, I think there's some kind of generic ones that I do. So making sure that I'm exercising and, and staying healthy. Um, making sure that I'm getting, I've, I've worked remote for the past four years, so making sure I'm getting up and actually uh, interacting with other people, um, not killing myself and staying up until three in the morning. Um, those are the types of habits I'm trying to, to keep and I, I want to continue to keep. Um, making sure to promptly follow up with people and anything that uh, really is a repeatable process, find a way to automate it. Um, 
those I'm I'm I hesitate to say those are really key takeaways. Those seem like pretty obvious ones. Um, I'm I'm kind of racking my brain for anything unique that people haven't really tried or I could share. Those those are core things and very important to becoming, uh, you know, I, I guess efficient. Um, but do you think that there's something that you would like to work more on in order to become more efficient in order to give yourself more time? You mentioned not sleeping till, till three or maybe there's something else that, that comes to mind when you think of that. Um, well, I think I mentioned earlier that I was wearing pretty much all the hats or manning every department at this point. So, um, I, sometimes I I wake up, I feel more disorganized than other days. Like I feel like I'm a brand new person. I don't know, you know, I need to find my true north. I need to chart a new course. Um, and I need to get back on the path. So for me, it's really tough to assess on a day to day basis. What is the most important thing that I should be doing? Mm out of all of the 10 functions that I'm playing right now, what should I be doing to move the ball forward? So I definitely feel like I could be more organized, whether it's, um, you know, in a Trello board or, uh, you know, in some other type of process. Mm. I mean, this is a, a real, a real thing that people experience all the time is that, you know, even myself, um, there are days where I'm like, all right, I got to do this, 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 and this. And then I don't get to it. And I'm like, crap you know like I wasn't able to accomplish the things that I set out for is there anything that's pushing you um in order to continue this path and not quit um do you have a like a support system that uh is allowing you to just like give that support and and guide you along that this this journey of entrepreneurship yeah absolutely um I have a couple of mentors and I have uh my friends and family are very supportive as well. But um, I also have a core group of friends that I've worked with and, and stayed in close contact with over the past uh, few years from other companies. And they're the ones, they're probably my biggest critics and also my biggest fans. So they're the ones that are pushing me forward every step of the way. So every time I hit a new milestone, uh, they're the ones you know, pushing me toward the next one. And that's actually awesome. I think that you kind of, um, sometimes you kind of take that for granted when you're not going through that process that like you, you get into, uh, that very lonely journey of, of being an entrepreneur. And then you realize, wait, where did all my friends go? Where's my support network? So you really need to make sure it's there. Um, otherwise you're going to get, uh, I don't know what I'm trying to say here. It's no, no, no. I mean, I think I think what you're you're hitting at is a really good point, and the level of friendship, the importance of family, the importance of that support system is critical. Is there anything? You said that that a lot of them are are friends, um, but have you ever tried? This maybe, uh, I guess, like how important is a mentor? For for you and, and, and to your business. Um, personally, it's hard to find mentors. It's hard to find people who uh, you can relate with. Um, is there anything that's working really well for you in order to let your mentors know that you reach these milestones um, and then ask these people in order to give feedback in order to make your product and business better? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I have a couple of mentors that 
are in this space or deeply in this space and, and they're ones in product and ones in growth. I speak with them on a weekly basis and I go in every week with an agenda. Um, I know exactly what we talked about last week. I know what I got done, what I didn't get done. I know my long, long range goals. Um, so we're pretty meticulous in terms of where our milestones are, where our shortfalls are, where we're ahead. Um, that, that process has to be managed really well because your mentors are really short on time. And for somebody to give you, especially in the early stages, uh, 30 minutes a week is huge. So you don't want to waste their time. Yeah, no, ab- absolutely. Um, and, and that's really interesting. And when you're using and setting these agendas, in addition to all the other things that you're doing for the business, have there been any resources that you have used every single day that you just can't live without? Um, <laughs> I guess, you know, I think when I, when I started uh, a previous startup in 2014, in 2013, 2014, it was um, Incicom, and we were building software, incident management software for public safety companies, so fire departments, um, police departments. And it was really my first time as a co-founder at a startup. So the resources I was looking at was basically, like if you go to the dentist, he could tell what you've been eating. You've been eating nothing but sugar. You've been eating nothing but crap. Um, And that's the kind of stuff I was consuming. It was like infographics or a bunch of things from like entrepreneur.com and a bunch of things from uh, you know, just advice columns on, on what you should and shouldn't be because you don't know, you don't have enough experience to know that yet. Once you actually get some experience, maybe once you've been around a block a couple of times, um, the type of information you seek out is actually usually in the form of other things like books or it would be in the form of um, people that you trust or follow uh, regularly to give you that advice. So for sales, I'm, I'm a huge fan of Max Altschiller. I follow him, uh, pretty religiously. Um, I've got another friend, actually somebody who, uh, introduced us actually Alex Berman over at experiment 27. I'm constantly following him, keeping tabs on him. And I think inexperienced entrepreneurs do this as well. I'm just kind of saying in my experience, what I did wrong before was I really didn't have a uh, a core group of resources that I was going back to over and over again. Um, I'm also constantly using Google Alerts to keep track of everything uh, new that's coming up. I'm also on Reddit a lot, <laughs> looking at new information. Um, uh, Quora is a big resource for me. And then literally just Googling everything. But right now I'm going through a lot of technical problems building a platform. So everything is. Um, Googling Stack Overflow, um, asking questions on Reddit, or just talking with our developers one to one. Yeah, no, that, and those are great resources. Who was the individual that you, um, b- besides Alex, great guy? Um, but the you said Max. Max Altschuler. Hmm. Yeah, um, he he's one of. I mean, he has Sales Hacker, which is a huge resource for sales teams. Um, so whether you're like an SDR or a BDR starting out, or you're a VP of sales at a venture-backed company. I mean, there's something for everybody there. Um, They've got videos, they have articles, um, they have conferences, 
Um, they have sales training. Um, I talked, I met Max uh, about two and a half years ago when I was looking at scaling an outbound system. So um, ever since then, I, I, you know, I read his book, Hacking Sales, and um, I've just been keeping tabs on it on LinkedIn, Instagram, and a few other resources, especially uh, Sales Hacker as well. Very interesting. Um, sales is so critical. It's always good to learn. Uh, definitely add Max and, and obviously Alex, uh, his resources, their resources in the show notes so people can follow what you're following. Um, my last question for you before we end the podcast is the blind entrepreneur has been an individual uh, who, who is an individual that may be temporarily blind in business, cannot see the obvious of uh, what to do. They may be stuck in a particular place. They don't know how to get out of that uh, headspace that they're currently in. What are three pieces of advice that you would give to a fellow entrepreneur who may be temporarily blind in business? Um, I think that advice would heavily depend on what stage they're in. So if they're a first-time entrepreneur or they're new um, and they're hitting a wall because, you know, they're making a lot of the classic mistakes that we always do, um, my advice to everybody that I talk with, I mean, I literally had a, a guy, he was selling things door-to-door and he was telling me about his app. And I talked with him for maybe 10 minutes and he wanted to go out and work with a dev shop. He wanted to, um, you know, spend all of his life savings right away. And so I, I gave him, actually, it's funny, there was three pieces of advice. And I told him, uh, do these things, put these things off for as long as possible. Quitting your job, <laughs> uh, building a product, and getting funding. And I just went into a lot of explanation. And then do these things as soon as possible. Validate your product and get sales. And then on top of that, staying healthy, exercising, eating right, um, staving off anxiety and depression. So for new entrepreneurs, you know, I spend a good bit of time talking with them about the pitfalls of starting a company and going out on your own. Um, for experienced entrepreneurs, it's a little bit more complicated. So depending on the stage they're in, um, there are a number of exercises that they would need to run to really kind of take a step back and, and figure out you know, where are our deficiencies right now. Um, I generally like to do cross training. So I will just stop what I'm doing. If I'm stuck, I will stop what I'm doing and I will focus on a completely different area of business. It's almost just as critical for a couple of weeks. And then in the meantime, I will talk with, I won't even touch my problem. So for example, if it was um, a coding issue or it was something's not working right with you know, our response rate on our emails, it could be anything. And I will go and talk to as many people about the problem in the meantime, try and get their perspective, try and see what they're doing. Have, have they come across the same problem? Have they had a solution? But then I'll percolate on it. I probably won't touch it for a couple weeks unless it's an emergency. And then usually within, you know, one to two weeks, something kind of twists in my brain and it kind of, you know, it unties the knot and I look at it from a new direction because I'm going through, I don't know about you and I don't know about other people, but I'm pretty much going through different moods and mind states and I'm approaching problems differently 
depending on what state of mind I'm in on that particular day or week. And that's a really long-winded answer, but <laughs> no. But again, that's, it's it's a real answer. Is is there? Uh, entrepreneurship is like a roller coaster, and you can go like this, and it'll be like. 10 minutes <laughs> you'd be like i'm awesome i suck but i'm getting there and then and that's literally within like a 10 second span um but before i we we, we end i have to at least know going to that same point of of having the, you know based off of the mood that you're in is there anything that you do to kind of help your mood in order to stay consistently positive and not wanting to um you know, we'll just, we'll leave it there. Is there anything that you're doing that, that helps you remain positive throughout all aspects of the day? Um, yeah. So, I mean, there's definitely a lot of negative things that can creep in. Um, I'm generally, I, I think it, a lot of it boils down to conviction or personal conviction. So I could tell myself I'm not a great developer and generally speaking, I'm, I'm not as good as a lot of developers. Um, I could tell myself I'm not the best salesperson in the world. I can tell myself all of these things. Be, and I could say, and I could use those as excuses to quit or to, to see them as setbacks. But um, I do believe in the power of personal conviction in overcoming most things. And so I, I, I think there was something that clicked with one of my mentors a couple of months ago when he told me, hey, you overcame this huge hurdle over here. You've got these initial customers. You've got them paying you on a monthly basis. Um, you're actually making it happen. And that's because of conviction, because you didn't, actually, uh, you didn't actually believe you could get it done, but you did. And so now I've actually exercised this, this, um, this state of mind that literally I can, if, <laughs> it's so sappy, but if I can put my mind to it, I can just actually do it. Um, even if it means going out and getting help, mm -hmm. I, there's a way to overcome it. And it's also a way to make yourself vulnerable. You know, you're making yourself vulnerable in order to obtain that feedback. Um, so Rivers, kudos to you, man, for everything that you've been able to do. Uh, congratulations on all of your success and everything that you have going on. I'm excited to hear and see, uh, you know, what's next for agency team. Um, Rivers, you successfully completed the podcast. It's been an honor hearing your story. Um, just feel free to go ahead, look into the camera, tell everybody what you have going on, how they, how can they follow your journey, and how can they be a part of your business? Absolutely. Yeah, we are trying to revolutionize how agencies, dev design and digital agencies are hiring their freelance developers. And if you know any agencies, feel free to hit us up, agencyteam.co. Uh, you can reach me at rivers at agencyteam.co as well. Just shoot me a quick message. Uh, you can follow us. on We're on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook. Very cool. Rivers, uh, again, thank you guys. Uh, thank you for, for joining me today. And for everybody that is still watching and listening, thank you guys for always liking, commenting, and subscribing. Until the next time, everyone, have a good rest of your day. Thank you so much for watching this video. Don't forget to follow me on any and all social media platforms using the long last name above, followed by the letter J. If you want to get lost into the dark abyss of YouTube, click either left or right for another video. And finally, don't forget to hit the subscribe button. No, seriously, don't forget.